0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to the REI Network Podcast. Today it is just me talking about the seven steps to doing your first wholesale deal. Now, obviously, some of you may have already been doing deals, but you can't beat going back and being brilliant at the basics. We've talked about that on other episodes. Also, if you're trying to go virtual as well, it's always good to hear to make sure that fundamentals, that foundation, is built properly to actually get results so i'm just going to start talking and diving in. i'm going to try and keep this at high level to the point so grab pause me right now grab a pen and paper take some notes because i'm going to go through the seven steps that i believe that you need to do and the decisions that you need to make and where you need to focus on actually doing your first deal now there is going to be some options along the way okay and if i give you two or three recommendations i want you to pick one Okay. And focus on that. Remember, there's a great book called The One Thing. You can only focus on one thing at a time. It's all about prioritizing your tasks and going through one thing at a time, them stepping stones to keep building and building to actually get your first deal done. What we don't want to do here as you listen to this episode is start worrying about the back end of the deal. Let's focus on the beginning of the deal, right? And then we'll go through this. So again, start taking notes and we're going to start talking about it here right now. So number one is picking your market. Now, you have to select what market you're going to go into. Now, this could be, yes, starting your backyard if you can, depending on where you are, right? Now, we are talking on this episode, I'm going to do another one on creative finance, but on this one, it's about doing your first wholesale deal. So again, start in your backyard if it makes sense. So what do I mean by that? I would try and stay away from the big areas, populated areas like your LA, California, San Francisco, San Diego, Phoenix, I'd probably stay away from, especially if you're picking virtual or local. Now, if you're going to hold on a minute, I'm actually in their markets, then you might want to go around the surrounding areas of San Fran, right? Berkeley, Oakland, or inland from LA, okay? Or maybe Fresno, California, or something like that, where it's potentially less, more affordable, Okay, for people and potentially less competitive. Uh, The other thing is with a competitive market, I'm completely fine with it. I've done a deal in, I flipped a house in Maui, okay, Hawaii, but it did take us six months to actually get a contract there when we were doing that and I actually have a case study on that. So reach out if you're interested in uh, checking that out. It's completely free. Anyway, so you can, you just need to understand normally that the harder or the hotter the market, if I dare use that word because every – market is hot right now in real estate but i guess the bigger the population is the more people so if you look at a population map right if it's over half a million people okay you're going to be looking at more people investing so more competition okay but there's more properties okay more people more motivated sellers more people marketing all of these things you have to take into consideration and you just have to get amongst it so when there's more people actually operating there your marketing dollars will not go as far. So if we cold call or text or do direct mail or PPC or Facebook in their markets, there's also thousands of other people doing the same. So your leads will not produce as much as smaller markets, okay, or the outskirts of the market. So again, selecting the market, you can't overthink this, all right? I want you to either again, start in your backyard and let's go. And if you are in a hard market, you've just gotta be giving yourself six months working every single day, be persistent. Okay. Be consistent, stay disciplined to actually get in, you know, that result. And when it comes, it's probably going to be for a bigger fee. So do you want to be a person that wants fast results or faster results with small wins and build on that? Or do you have the mindset that you can go through maybe four months, but get the big check. And again, it's just setting that mindset up depending on what your personality is. So once you've identified this, again, population, if you go into the 1 to 200,000 populated areas, okay, for a start, then you might have to build onto the other surrounding counties around you. Or if you're in a populated area like a Dallas, again, hitting them surrounding counties where there's still people buying and you can obviously get some leads coming in at a cheaper rate. So that's what I would recommend that you do. Now, the next thing, once we've analyzed them and we've gone, okay, this is my market, the next thing that I would do is look for some cash buyers. Now, in the bracket of cash buyers, you're going to be looking at actual cash buyers. You're going to be looking at property managers. What do they do? They, have, they manage properties for investors, which means they might want to buy or sell more real estate. So good connection. Realtors, who's going to be called? Who's the first person someone's going to call is a realtor. So networking with realtors that actually Have cash buyers is huge as well. Plus, again, pulling your own your own list. You can also look on rentals on Zillow. That's how you're going to find the property managers. You'll be able to pull a list of cash buyers again in batch or in prop stream is what I use. If you go to batchleads.io slash gavin, you're gonna be able to get 5,000 free records if you want to do that. You can pull your cash buyers and your seller list from there, skip trace it within batch again. That is batchleads.io slash Gavin. Also, if you want to check out, I have a seven-day free trial. If you go to propstreamgavin.com, another great place to pull cash buyers. And we can separate these guys from individually owned or LLC, corporate owned, okay, depending on what, what we're looking for. You can also find hedge fund buyers and a lot of cool stuff there. Now, once you've got these lists, you then need to start making these phone calls. And these are your clients. This is what you need to build relationships with, okay? And network with again my company REI network. Why? Because I believe that's what this is all about. So making sure that you're contacting them, building relationships. They are your customers, all right. And and the better relationship you have, the easier I promise this business is going to be. Not only from the deals you find, but guess what? You can start bringing other wholesalers, bringing deals to you, and you start moving them. Now I'm not talking about daisy chaining. Let the wholesaler be aware, like, hey, I will JV with you because I have a great buyer's list of buyers ready to buy. So I think you should always be building your buyers list using them platforms that we just talked about. Okay, number step three is marketing. Now, we have some buyers, we have 10, 15 buyers, we know what they want, we know the areas they're looking in. So maybe you've got now zip codes, maybe you've got counties that they're buying in, and now we're gonna reverse engineer it and we're gonna start marketing for sellers. Now, obviously the cheaper ways to market for sellers Obviously, driving for dollars is a great list, right? That's a more of a list though, okay? But getting a driving for dollars list if you can, or I would pull an absentee list. So again, you can write this down. If I was going new into a market, when I start a brand new market, my go-to list normally is an absentee owner list, meaning that I'm looking for investors that have rental properties that are owned them for seven or more years, okay? Plus unknown sale date. Always remember that unknown sale date. I always like to pull as well, equity making sure i have 40 to 100 equity plus unknown equity that is another little gold nugget for you there okay single family for sure now if you're also an investor looking for multi-family you could also do the uh, duplex triplex quad multi-family pull as well as well obviously as the single family uh, you can put a cap rate on there for the current home value depending on again your market if you're in california it's not going to be zero to three hundred thousand but actually look at when you've networked with them buyers you should have an understanding of the zip codes in the areas a lot of them will invest under two hundred thousand maybe under, under three under four and so on you can put a cap rate on there and then i normally do absentee in state and out of state now that's a good enough list again if you've already gone to get batchleys.io slash Gavin, you're going to get 5,000 records. You can actually pull that list from there or PropStream, PropStreamGavin.com, seven-day free trial. You can actually pull a seller's list there as well. Now, once you have that list, if you're going to pull that list, you will then have it skip traced, and then you can cold call it and text it to start generating leads. And there is other forms of marketing that you could do, PPC, Facebook, direct mail. They are going to be more costly. So depending on where you're at and how much you want to work, pretty simple. I'm obviously big about systems. I use a lot of VAs to do my calling and generating leads for me, which is one way. So again, either you're going to do the calling yourself, you're going to get someone else to do it, all right? Or you're not going to do that form of marketing, all right? So they have to get it done by you or somebody else. That's where you may want to go to a direct mail. If you want leads coming to you, then you can actually mail these people and get their phone ringing. That just depends on your budget. Well, there's one thing in step three that we need in marketing is we need leads. Remember, if you don't have leads, you don't have a business, all right? So we have to generate leads, and that is the next thing on our list. Then step four is we got to talk to sellers. There's four things that you're trying to find out, okay, when talking to sellers. Number one is the motivation, kind of the problem. What's going on? What's the situation, okay? Number two is you want to find out the timeline. How quickly are they looking to do something? Number three, you're going to find out the condition of the property, okay? You can be asking questions like, when was the last time you updated the the kitchen and the bathrooms? How old's the roof? How old's the AC? Things like this that are going to the bigger items that are going to cost the most amount of money, that's what's going to give you a good indication. Is this property outdated? Has it been vacant for years, right? Is someone living there currently? What are they paying? Are they paying market rent? Are they paying under market rent? all these things that you're finding out and then number four obviously is the price now as a wholesaler okay and this is what this episode is i'm not going to bring creative finance into it uh in this episode but we need it at a discounted price we need it 50 60 maybe 70 cents on the dollar to be able to sell this and turn around to our cash buyers so that is then once we've gathered the four pillars okay that we just talked about we then are going to go away and make an offer. So step five is making an offer. So you're going to be looking at what the easiest way that I would tell you to do this. And there's multiple of them. You hear about the Mayo formula, 70% minus repairs, minus your fee, uh, you know, getting an ARV, you can do all that. But If you want a simple way, okay, is go and find the lowest three solds in the same condition as your property, and then take 20000 off and start there. That means then, if everything that's currently sold in your area, making sure that when you're looking at your comps, that you try and stay in the same neighborhood. Don't start crossing major roads, okay, or different subdivisions, because it could be on one side of the highway they're worth 1.1 million, on the other side they're worth 200,000. They're completely different neighborhoods. So try and stay within your neighborhood if you can, and then start with three months, six months, up to a year, okay, to find them comps, and then you're going to find the three lowest solds let's say within 3 months and let's say we have one at 80,000 one at 85 and one at 90 i'd try and be making my current offer around 60,000 and then i'd be bridging up to 70 to at least make my $10,000 spread now again we could do a whole call on making offers i'm just trying to give you a simple way that's the point of this episode is keep it simple OK, and if you go to the three lowest sold and you're under that, then in theory, if it's a similar condition, you should have a deal. So don't be trying to calculate a thousand things. Again, there's a place and a time for that. But I'm just trying to keep it to the point and simple for you. Now. So we had step one. We picked a market. We got cash buyers. We started marketing. OK, to get sell lead. We started having conversations. Now we're making offers. OK, and whether they get accepted or not. Number six is follow up. OK, 9% of this business comes from follow up. So we need to make sure that we are on point when you are setting your follow up using your CRM. OK, uh, the CRM, one of the CRMs that I use is FreedomSoft. If you go to FreedomSoft.com Gavin, you can actually get my customized version of it. If you want to check that out, you can. And in there, I want you to make sure you do three things for me. Change the status, update the notes and create a task. Now, again, the CRM will do a thousand things. I need you to do the basic things very well. And this is what's gonna set you up for follow-up. So make sure that we're doing that. And here's here's the cool thing. We've had our conversation, guys. We know the four pillars. We've gathered that information, regardless if they wanted too much money. Okay, they're asking, they owe too much, whatever it may be, when you're following up, you're just finding out if anything has changed since the last time that you have spoken. Again, I'm trying to keep this simple, that's what i want you to do if you've taken good notes and let's say jeff was kind of abrupt and he's like oh my ass is great and i'm going to sell it for this and that and it's going to sell quick whatever the situation is and then in 30 days time you follow up and he hasn't sold it does he have that same intensity that he had before or is he saying oh well i can't believe it didn't sell i'm really surprised i thought it would sell what you're seeing here is it's softening okay now obviously i find it's very difficult without transitioning and pivoting into that creative finance now but i am trying to keep this too wholesaling but that there would be a little way there that you could transfer into a term deal to maybe get that locked up but we're going to talk about that on another episode so step six is follow-up and then once you then followed up followed up followed up you've made your offer you've got your contract signed step seven is closing the deal so once you have your contract who's the first person you're going to go to or first people you're going to go to is back to step two which is your cash buyers right you're going to go to your realtors that have buyers your property manager your cash buyers that you've built yourself your relationship with wholesalers i didn't even mention that you're going to go to them all right and you're going to say hey i have a contract and then you're gonna now put your fee on top. Now, as wholesalers, you should always remember, you never own the property, you're controlling the property right now, and you should always have the intent to close on the property, which is private money. Anyone can get hard money or private money to close on a deal. So I'm not saying you need that, but you have that, you can contact me, I can put you in touch with people if you need for funding. But you should have the intent, and then you have the ability to either assign your contract for a fee, to one of them buyers, double close on that property, or you can bring in transactional funding as well. Okay, so if I'm going to double close, I might have me for sixty thousand. I'm going to sell to the buyer for seventy. You can assign it for ten thousand dollars. For some reason, if you need to do to double close on that, you can actually do a back-to-back double closing where see the buyer brings in the funds at seventy thousand. You use them to close your portion at sixty you will have to pay closing costs to the seller on that side of it. And then that may net you, I don't know, 9,200. And then the buyer will buy it and it's called a back-to-back close. So you're still not bringing money out of pocket or maybe you have to bring in transactional funding. A lot of times you may take the deal down if it's a real good deal and you might stick it on the MLS and wholesale it and, you know, make 30, $40,000 on that deal, okay? So that is closing the deal. So you're literally looping from the closing, going back to your cash buyers. You're then bringing the seller and the buyer together, all right? And basically, and we have to watch that terminology if you're not licensed, and you're actually going to be then selling them that property for a fee. So that is kind of the seven steps, all right? So picking a market, finding a cash buyer, marketing to get leads, talking to sellers, the four pillars. You're going to then make the offer. You're going to keep follow up, follow up, follow up until they say yes. You're then going to go into closing. You're going to assign or double close the deal and you're going to get paid and your first wholesale deal is done. Then you're going to look at then where do you need to reinvest? How do you then build systems? How do you put people okay in place? And in you, instead of wearing all the hats, you can actually start giving them tasks away and start off with the lower-ended tasks, right? Maybe the cold calling. Or the texting. and start giving and hiring people and then you're actually going to now start building a business to do more deals all right guys well look hopefully that helps hopefully you got something from this video if you did give me a like subscribe drop a comment if you have any questions on this also if you're interested in working with me reach out email support ri network okay hit me up on facebook or instagram reach out and we'll have a chat, and we'll go from there. I appreciate you, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Bye-bye.